Hi there, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. My name is Sherry, my pup's name is Sunny, and we're training to be an animal-assisted counseling team. You're listening to the Therapy Dog Talk podcast, the show that interviews past, present, and future therapy dog teams about how they're making an impact in their communities. Today we're talking with Jackie about her experience volunteering as a therapy dog team in Northern California with her two Labradoodles, Mango and Savannah. We'll discuss her personal experience that led her to registering Savannah as a therapy dog, the difference between Mango and Savannah's roles and preferences in their work, and the importance of self-care when volunteering as a therapy dog team. Before we hop in, if you're just getting started on your therapy dog journey and feeling a bit lost, I've put together a free guide for you, which you can find on my website at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Without further ado, meet Jackie, Mango, and Savannah. Hello. Hi, Jackie. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me okay? I can. Who do you have there with you? This is Mango. Mango. I thought that was Mango. Yeah. Yeah, so you can say hi. Hi, Mango. Yeah, there's Savannah. <laughs> the whole crew is there. Well, welcome to Therapy Dog Talk. I'm so excited to have you on with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. For those who don't know you, if you could let us know your name, your pup's name, and where y'all are located. Well, my name's Jackie Bryla, and I have Mango and Savannah, the white one that just laid down. And we're just east of Sacramento in Roseville, California. Awesome. And you have a pretty unique tale in that both your pups are therapy dogs. Yeah. First, I certified Savannah through Alliance Therapy Dogs, probably March of 2019. And Mango got certified in July of 2019. Okay. A year and a half old. He was going to pass. But he did. did. I was going to wait till he was two years old, but a spot came available for testing. So I was like, I'll just try. If he doesn't pass, I'll try when he's two. Is it difficult to acquire testing spaces where you are? Well, with Alliance, the testers are, you know, they volunteer. And so you have to find somebody that's like fairly local. You don't have to travel too far. I had to go about 45 minutes away. And then I had to do that every week for about, I guess it was for about five weeks. Once we did the initial testing and was accepted and then we started the training. Yeah, because I know with Alliance, you have first a skills test and then you have multiple different visits to see how they do in different environments. Like temperament, dog reactivity type stuff. That's great. How old was Savannah when she first tested? Savannah was seven years old, six, six and a half, seven years old. Okay. My mother-in-law was in a, an assisted care facility. And as a family member, I used to just bring her over all the time. And when she passed away, I could no longer just be a person walking into the facility with a dog. And I yeah. really, going over there and interacting with the other residents because each time I would go over I would be greeted in the lobby so I decided to look into getting her certified and so that's why I did it I missed going over there that's awesome is that how you found out about therapy dogs then is just from volunteering while you're there I mean, I guess I just always knew about therapy dogs and I just always like, oh, she'd be a good therapy dog. 
but she wasn't an official therapy dog. I just said, oh, she'd be yeah. really And so that's why I started looking at the different organizations like Pet Partners and Alliance, mm-hmm. Love on a Leash and Lend a Heart. A lot of the, you know, the bigger national ones and sure. decided to go with Alliance. And then the other thing is we adopted Savannah. She was a retired breeding female. She had zero training, no obedience training or anything, but she's just like the most chill, perfect dog. And so we put her through an initial obedience training and it was just like she passed so easily. She didn't even have to go through all these advanced trainings. When I put her through Alliance, she just passed right away just from what we do day to day. That's so great. (laughs) She was just born to be a therapy dog. So when you got Mango, were you planning to have Mango be a therapy dog as well? Yes, pretty much. I, well, I mean, not initially when I got him, but after I got Savannah, because he's four years old. And so he's, you know, about four years younger than Savannah. But as he grew up, he went through all the training. He got his CGC Urban and all his puppy and basic obedience to intermediate to advanced and then the CGC and then you know I was like okay we'll see if he passes and do they go on visits together ever or do they have completely separate roles they have separate roles so one of the rules with alliance is one handler one dog okay so the fun thing is you know I've learned what activities work best for each of them. So Savannah, she does great in the assisted memory care, skilled nursing facilities. And then Mango does great. He's so much more animated and he's a little bit more, actually a lot more wiggly than Savannah. Savannah's just, you know, you can pick her up and set her down and she'll just stay there and you can just pet her. And not super interactive like how Mango is. So he does great people that want to just kind of pet him a little rougher and that. And Savannah, she just likes to sit pretty and do little tricks for people. But we're affiliated with our local Kaiser Hospital and Dignity, which is Mercy General in Sacramento and other hospitals. So we have two hospitals that we also do with Alliance. You probably know this. Basically, you become kind of like an independent contractor. And then you can go find kind of your own gigs. And so I reached out to get on the pet therapy team at Kaiser Hospital and Dignity Health, Mercy General. So they both are with that program. And okay. I that Savannah does awesome with patients that are bedridden. We do adult cancer wards and she can do bed visits. She only weighs 28 pounds. I can easily pick her up, set her on the bed if it's allowed. And she'll just, you know, be there for them to look at her pet. And then Mango, yeah. because he's so much more... Just personable, I guess, is kind of the word. He, the staff at the hospitals, love him. And he does great with the rehab programs, which is really fun because for, say, like a patient that has had a stroke or, you know, a severe accident and they're in acute rehab and getting ready to come home, but not quite ready to come home, Mercy General, often the OTs and occupational therapists and physical therapists will use Mango 
as okay. but that you know I bring them in as more emotional kind of pet therapy but they'll often say you know bring Mingo over and set him in front of the wheelchair and they'll instruct their patient you know I want you to reach over with your right hand and pet the dog but use your core strength so you don't fall over or, so that's fun and he does a lot better with that he's not a old people's you know dog like Savannah is I love that. I never thought about using dogs in like occupational therapy. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really fun. I really like doing that too. That's one of the reasons why I like to go to that hospital. But yeah, and then more recently, we just got certified with first responder therapy dogs. And I kind of did that because when COVID happened, a lot of the hospital stuff just stopped. So I had to figure out something else to do to keep the consistency, you know, with the dogs. So I looked into doing that and we've only been with them maybe a couple months or so. And that's pretty fun. We have lots of opportunities to go out with fire, police, dispatch. Yeah. So when you're doing that, is Mango like therapy for the first responders themselves or for the people that they're responding to? Like, how does that work? first responders. So we don't go out onto the incidents Uh and support for the first responders, you know, after the fact and ongoing. Just recently, we had a pretty big tragedy with a wrong way driver here locally Uh that killed four or five family members in one car. Uh And it was a pretty big accident and there was a lot of first responders on the scene from different organizations from a local fire department to Cal Fire regional first responders. So we were able to go up and provide support for the debrief that they did. So that was pretty, I mean, it was awesome that we got to do that. And I was so happy that I was available to be able to do it. You know, that's kind of the thing on like very last minute. Yeah. Can you go do this? (laughs) Right. And I was glad I was available. But at the same time, it was, you know, heartbreaking to see how impacted the first responders are when dealing with such a horrible accident like that that involves kids and so yeah yeah i can tell just from you telling the story how much it impacts you to hear those stories and to see the impact that it has on the first responders how do you um, make sure that you take care of yourself and practice self-care during those kind of situations you know Honestly, I never really even thought a lot about like self-care actually until this most recent thing. And really it came about because Heidi Carmen, who started the first responder therapy dogs, reached out to me afterwards and she's like, you know, how are you feeling and all of that. And for me, you, you know, just talking about it helps me that particular day. I I did take kind of like a long walk all by myself without the dogs, without my husband to just get away. The the thing that I realized is once I started doing this first responder therapy, you know, we've gone to some local fire stations. We've done dispatch just as general support. So there's not like big incidents or anything. And you go there and, you know, they're so happy to see the dog and it's a, very positive experience for me too. And I leave and I feel 
no heaviness or no anything. It's just, ah, oh, that was really nice. But it gave yeah. me something to compare what we had been doing previously, like at the hospitals. I mean, in fact, all of August, we did the COVID ICU just for staff. And okay. that was awesome. It was heartbreaking, too, to see how overworked and stressed out the doctors and nurses and stuff were. But when I had the positive experience, say, going to dispatch or a local fire station, just kind of a happy experience, it made me realize when I left, wow, I feel different. I feel different doing that compared to how I used when leaving the hospitals because we were doing the hospitals probably twice a week, you know, before COVID. And it made me realize like, oh, it did affect me. But I didn't really know what it was because I didn't have anything to compare it to or I really thought about it. So now that I know (laughs) and I I can see the difference of how I feel, you know, it's, it's for me, just talking about it, having somebody to talk to and just doing something, you know, going out for a long walk or getting some exercise. Retail therapy is always good. <laughs> Lots of good dog shopping. It's easier to justify it when it's for them. Right. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. I think it's so important. It's something that we don't really talk about. We get all excited to work with therapy dogs. And some of the settings are kind of light, but other settings are pretty heavy. And mm-hmm. you, know, you carry that emotion with you. And your dog feels it too from you and from everyone else around. And so um, yeah. it's really important to practice that. Yeah. I really have noticed, you know, depending on the setting, anything coming up on an hour's time is a really long time for a dog. But yeah. in the hospital setting, sometimes one visit, one patient room, maybe, you know, for 10 minutes is just enough and has to be all we can do. Because you can tell, like you said, it affects the dogs and often, well, almost all of the time in the hospitals. As soon as I get there, we'll have a schedule where we're going to a particular floor or unit. But on the way, we get stopped by doctors and nurses just walking in the halls. And then sometimes by the time you get there, you've already visited with, you know, maybe 10 people. And then have to visit patients, but you are like, okay, the dog is, you know. So it just, I think it's super important that the handler recognizes those greetings and visits along the way, they count, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I know that that's something that Alliance does a really good job of talking about is making sure, you know, you recognize that your primary concern is your dog and making sure Mm -hmm. your dog is okay. And if they're not okay, then you need to just be done. Like it just, it is what it is because if they're not feeling good in that moment, they're not going to provide a good therapeutic experience to anyone else anyway. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I do a lot of stuff just kind of solo, but also am affiliated with Capital Therapy Dogs, which is another local Sacramento area program. And often those visits include three or four dogs at a time. And sometimes a dog will have higher energy or whatever, which just tires out the whole kind of squad that's there. So even that, you know, can affect them. Yeah, they end up sharing that collective group bucket instead of like their individual bucket of how much they can handle. It feels a lot faster when it's a whole group pouring into it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Jackie, it was really great talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. Oh, and you're welcome. Find okay. out a lot more about it. Yeah. Does anybody yeah. have well, questions? I haven't seen any questions yet, but I will definitely post the recording so that people can continue to ask questions and connect and follow you over at Labradoodle Mystique. And I look forward to seeing more of the work that you all do. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming. Have a great evening. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Therapy Dog Talk. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review and rating on the podcast platform of your choice. If you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for Therapy Dog Talk, send me an email at hello at therapydogtalk.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.